Hey, I'm Rusty. And I'm Heather. And we're the Bryants, and this is the Redeemed Marriage Podcast. We are here to encourage healthy marriages, strengthen wounded marriages, and begin the process of restoration to broken marriages. We aren't licensed counselors, but we are a redeemed couple that loves the Lord and wants to help you journey through this messy, challenging, and fun part of life called marriage. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Redeemed Marriage Podcast. This is Rusty and Heather Bryant. We are back with you doing another episode on the seasons of marriage. So we've been in this series for, I guess, the last three or four weeks. I don't know how long it's been. Yep. So we did a little intro several weeks ago. So go back and listen to that if you haven't already. Then we talked about the honeymoon stage, the honeymoon season of marriage. Before kids. Before kids, Mm -hmm. pre-kids. Then we went into uh, the infant-toddler years. Yep. And then last week we talked about the chaos of having kids that are just kind of the the school age, elementary school kids. And so... Just kind of how your marriage can kind of be chaotic as family life is chaotic. And we are now moving into... (laughs) Oh, man. If you haven't hit this stage yet, uh, it's coming. It's coming. It's coming. So, um, yeah, you may be in this stage. You hadn't even named it. I know. Oh, okay. I'm I'm building up (laughs) to it. All the suspense. (laughs) This is this is how this is how to live with teenagers. And you know for some people they would say this is the most dreaded stage mm-hmm. just because of everything that you hear. And so I feel really comfortable talking about this stage because we're sort of we're in the stage mm-hmm. but we're we're a little bit stuck in the middle. Because we now have a twenty-year-old, mm-hmm. so he ain't a teenager. He's Acts not. like a teenager sometimes, <laughs> but so we have a we have the twenty-year-old, and then we still have one that is a teenager. Right. So we have one that's about to be sixteen. Mm-hmm. So I feel like we're pretty um, qualified to mm-hmm. speak about this. Mm-hmm. Not that we have it all perfect, nope, and not that we are doing or have done it perfectly, but and we just, we're still learning as you should be. For sure. Mm-hmm. But I do feel, you know, it's like, well, we hadn't forgotten this stage because mm-hmm. we're in it. So right. some of the stuff that we've talked about before, some people may listen and go, ah, y'all don't even know. It's a different right. era. Yeah. And this, the next stage after this, obviously, I don't know how we're going to talk about it because we mm-hmm. haven't even gotten there yet. <laughs> uh, but we'll figure something out. Um, but I'm I'm kind of excited about this. Yeah. So uh, because, yes, it is what we are. We are learning. So we are speaking in real time. Right things that we learn. Mm-hmm. In fact, maybe even, I mean, it could even be stuff that we learned today. Who knows? That's right. Uh, but, you know, last week you said something as we were getting started and you said, you know, this is supposed to be a marriage podcast. So we want to talk about the marriage part of it. But as I was just thinking through some different things that I wanted to share and some notes and, and stuff that we wanted to share together, you know, I realized that, I mean, this is like I know this is not a parenting um, podcast, but you really can't talk about living with teenagers right. and your marriage without talking about parenting because sure. parenting a teenager is for real. That's right. Well, and as I read through some of the things you jotted down, 
like, yes, they're parenting things, but it makes your marriage better when you're on the same page about this. Sure. And that's the, that's the key because, you know, we talked a little bit last week and the week before about how in the honeymoon stage, you're getting used to, you're bringing this into marriage and the other person is bringing this into marriage. And that looks different based on how you were raised. Mm -hmm. And so figuring that out together. Well, now, and over the last week, I guess when we were talking about school age and maybe the week before we talked about how your parenting, like what you learned from your parents and how you want to parent, it's going to be completely different and learning to do that well together. This is, the same thing with teenagers like you remember you know a lot of times we talk about oh well when I was growing up but we really don't remember the younger years so when mm-hmm. I say well when I was growing up most of that is from this stage right you from, can remember because this. I can remember this mm-hmm. stage as a teenager and I remember it well and so I have very firm um things and beliefs that I want to instill in our children and things I want to do. And you did the same. And so it's again, figuring out this stage together, Mm -hmm. um, how to parent, but in that, if you're on the same page and are communicating well, then your marriage is obviously going to be better through it. And let's be real. A big part of parenting and teenager is, just try and keep them from making the same stupid mistakes that you made <laughs> That's right. as a teenager. Uh-huh. So we're going to talk about that in a minute. That's right. Um, all right. So to, to put a little structure to this, this is going to be, we got some lists here. So what we want to do is uh, we're going to talk first and just give you like five or six things that we feel like your marriage needs to make sure that you're focusing on during this stage uh, or this season of marriage. And then we actually have like 10 or 12 kind of parenting tips but again like heather said it's just things that you're that you're doing together and you need to be on the same page and we found that for us this worked best and these tips helped us to be on the same page yeah so i'm going to start us off here and we're going to just talk about how some things that you can do in your marriage this one has been a common theme throughout and it will stay a theme throughout every season of marriage but it's be a team you and your spouse need to be a team when it comes to navigating through the teenage years because it is it is easy to get divided in different ways. Maybe it's different beliefs on how to discipline or how to handle certain situations. And, you know, it, 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 you need to be a team. And that a lot of times that just means a lot of communication because you need to be able to, instead of one of you flying off the handle at a kid, you know, maybe you're needing to discuss together how you're going to handle certain situations. So, I just which think, is going to happen. You're going to fly off the handle every now and then. Oh yeah, <laughs> we've 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 flown a bunch. <laughs> but being a team and just making sure that you stay a team and that that something doesn't drive a wedge between you and your spouse. Yeah, um, you know one of the things that um, I wanted to mention is that you have along those same lines is you have to be the person that your spouse talks to, um, especially about your children. Like if you are having a problem with one of your children or if they're giving you a run for your your money or if you just need um, 
you know, even advice on how to handle a situation, your spouse needs the, to be the person that you go to first. Now, that's not to say, hey, I, I don't know, that's a tough one. Why don't we seek guidance? Or why don't you ask your mentor? Or, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of times you have to go outside of your marriage to seek um, counsel and wise counsel. But you need, like, I don't need to have a best friend that I'm constantly talking to about a situation with one of our boys. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, there are people that I talk to about it because I want, especially when I want them praying for one of them or really, you know, going to the throne on their behalf. But as far as what should we do about this? What are your thoughts? That has to be something that you talk to your spouse about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good. And I just think that, again, that's a big part of being a team, and it's not dividing the team. You know, it's kind of going going right to your partner and saying, hey, what are we going to, you know, how are we going to handle this? Um, another thing I've thought about is just how so many things that happen during the teenage years, they spark emotions in each of us differently. And so some things may be more... I, you know, I don't even want to say it this necessarily this way, but almost like some things are a bigger deal to mm-hmm. one or the other. Mm-hmm. And so it's easy for there to sort of be a wedge kind of driven between you and your spouse if if one of you is more emotionally invested in some situation uh, and the other one almost is like, oh, that's, why are you, why are you even worried right. about that? It's like, not like that it's not deal. that big of a yeah. deal or they're just being a teenager yeah. or whatever. And you're minimizing. Yeah. yeah. And instead you need to make sure that you're supporting each other emotionally because right. there's something there, you know, there's some reason and it could be that it triggers something from your past and you know, we need to stop this before it go, you know, goes down a wrong path or whatever. You know, this is not just boys being boys kind of a thing. Mm -hmm. And so you need to be um, sensitive and be able to really give support to each other emotionally. Well, because let's be real, like things that I've gone through in my life, they're going to be things that I can speak into and that I know that God allowed me to go through that in my life so that I could then speak into one of them. And that may not be something that you're like, oh yeah, we need to do that. But there's going to be other things that you went through mm-hmm. that um, that are then important for you to be able to speak into. Yeah, for sure. So just supporting each other on that. Yeah, and, and I mean, this is, this is kind of a, I mean, just to give an example even of, of this, you know, um, I, you, I was very, um, I made really good grades in school and, and you were not a bad student, but you know, you weren't a straight A student. Mm -hmm. And so for me, it was, uh, very high expectations when it came, when it came to grades for our boys. And that's great to set those, but because of the difference in who we were intellectually, it was much more emotional for me to be able to demand and expect straight A's. And for you, it was it was always kind of like, ah, I mean, yeah, I get it. But, you know, sometimes your best is just yeah. a, a like B. Take or, a breath. Yeah. It's okay. And so, but yeah. that's one of those things where you just have to support each other emotionally when right. it comes to that. Right, so. right. Um, you know, one of the things, and I know you hate when I do this, but today is Father's Day when we're recording this. And, um, you know, our pastor 
spoke beautifully this morning on how to be a godly man and what God expects for um, men. And it was so well done. But in that, it reminded me how thankful I am that you make church a priority. And I think that you both have to make church a priority for your family for this season to go well. And it's not just a we're going, but but discussing it and talking about it and and praying for your children and um, together, praying for your children and with them. Um, and that just was such a sweet reminder this morning. I, I think that's a great one because I do think that the teenage years, it's very easy. And I, I don't mean this in a bad way, but it's very easy to be manipulated by the teenagers. Yeah. And just, you know, I don't have any friends there or I don't, you know... I don't fit fit in or I don't like the music or mm-hmm. whatever it might be. And it's really easy to feel the sympathy and feel sympathetic for them and, and even get to a point where it's like, okay, well, I mean, you don't have any friends. Let's, right. let's not worry. You don't have to go. Right. Or, and I just think it's one of those deals where it has to be a priority mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Um, you have to make it a priority. You mentioned praying uh, yeah. as a family, but I think just also praying together often for your children when right. things come up and you just don't know how to handle it because my goodness we've faced things with with both of our boys that we didn't deal with when mm-hmm. we were growing up and so you know just learning how to uh, to face that together as a team and then the last one I'm going to say and then we'll move to the to some little snippets of parenting advice but the last one I'm going to say is you know I think it's important to to be active together as a couple and I'm not saying like have to go to the gym or whatever together but I just think sometimes getting away and almost you know the chemicals and stuff that you're you're able to blow off the steam and things when you're when you're exercising or being active in some way Mm -hmm. together whether that's going for a going for a walk together and just taking some time to breathe and talk but and also away from your Mm -hmm. children you're just kind of you know, removing yourself, but also I do think just those chemicals and things that are, is so good for you. And you're, you're, you're letting off some steam and just the, the anxiousness and all the stuff that goes along with it. So, um, you know, whatever that means for you and your spouse, I think it's important. And I know a lot of people at our age get to a point where they start taking walks together. Right, right. And I remember seeing people older than us and thinking, you know, maybe sometimes I thought that was sweet and sometimes mm-hmm. I thought, is this all they can do to exercise <laughs> or what? But now I'm really realizing it's like, well, your kids are old enough to kind of stay at home by themselves. Right. You can leave them alone. Mm-hmm. And it is just a an escape a right. little bit. But it's also, hey, while we're exercising, we can talk and we can, you know, kind of have great time to communicate yeah. yep, about. Exactly. Yeah. And not just to talk about the kids. Right. Right. For <laughs> but sure. Just to be um together yep all right so here's what we're going to do these are going to be fast because okay. uh we're about halfway we're, we're kind of halfway through with what we usually do for for a time standpoint right. so we're just going to kind of go through and and sort of give i don't know 12 little tips or tidbits or i don't even know how they all go together I, I've got, we've got 12 listed here so no real order to this at all it's just like hey if you want some things to think about when you have teenagers, just remember this because these are some of the things that we've had to keep keep reminding, uh, reminding ourselves, ourselves yep, okay? Yep. All right, so, um, I mean, I'm going to start it off, and I'm just going to say, first of all, don't forget 
that you were a teenager once to. Mm-hmm. It is so easy for us to grow up and forget what it was like to be a teenager. I remember um, that I had to tell someone one time that they had forgotten what it was like to be a child. Yeah. And uh, it was it was somebody older and older than me. And, like, we just sometimes forget, you know, the things that, that we did. And, you know, we may have been great. I mean, you and I didn't get a lot of trouble when we were growing up, but we were teenagers. And yeah. we had the same hormones and the same... Um, thoughts and drives and all that kind of stuff and they have it way harder now yeah but we were we were there yeah so just don't forget that that you were a teenager so yeah yeah. and it and it's so easy I know we'll never make it through 12 we talk about all of them this much but uh, no (laughs) but it's really easy to think yeah but I'm going to keep them from making the same mistakes I did and so trying to make them grown up before they need to be grown up, yep. like let them be teenagers, yep. um, which leads me to the second one, the allow them to make mistakes while they are still under your roof. I am so passionate about this one. Mm-hmm. Um, I think because we try so often to say, I don't want them to make the same mistakes I did. And so you try to keep them in this bubble or our world is going so south and I don't want them to um, experience this, this, and this, and this until they have to. Well, the problem with that is if you don't let them make mistakes under your roof, then when they're out from under your roof, they don't know how to handle them yep. because they've never made those mistakes before because you've protected them way too much and too often. And so allow, I mean, like they're going to make mistakes. Um, I heard a parenting thing one time say, set them up to fail. Like, you know, <laughs> set them up for a failure every now and then and see how they're going to handle it. Um, but where you are like, okay, let's see how they do with this. And then when they fail, you are there to say, this is how you could have done it differently. This is how we have to handle being kind to other people. This is how you should have responded. Mm-hmm. This is how we can do Look how you hurt this poor person. Next time, let's do diff- this differently. And pointing them towards scripture so that if when they do get out from under your roof, they can remember, okay, when I messed up that time, this is what I was you know, told to do, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Hey, go ahead and hit the next one because it's right there with what you're talking okay. about. Okay, and along with that, give them lots of grace. Not excuses, not excusing them, but give them, give them grace when they mess up mm-hmm. to remember they, again, back to number one, you were a teenager too. You had grace given to you. And so allow them to mess up and not... I mean, there has to be consequences, right? I mean, we're not talking about that. Like there are consequences and some things have more consequences than others. But giving them, allowing them to fail and giving them grace and still saying, Mm -hmm. there's nothing you can do that make me love you any, Mm -hmm. any less. And then, so if you're giving them that grace, they're not as afraid to mess up. Yep. This one might be my favorite one, which is kind of why I wanted you to. I was just fixing to say, you gave me three because you wanted four. I did because I just love this. Rude. So this is a two-parter. Yep. The first part is they're probably not as bad as you think they are. The second part of that is 
they're probably not as good as you think they are either. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, I, a good and, word. and I do think that, you know, some teenagers are really hard and the parents are just like, oh my goodness, my kid is terrible and they so disrespectful and get into all this trouble. And chances are they're not really as bad as you mm-hmm. think they are. They're just being teenagers. Mm-hmm. But then there's also some people out there that just think that their kids are perfect. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to tell you, they're not. They're not. <laughs> and they're not as good as you think they are. And so, you know, just remember that. Seriously. I mean, if, you, if you're if you one of those that just thinks your kid can do no wrong, then chances are you're wrong. Mm-hmm. And your child is not as good as you think they That's are. Right. But on the flip side, you know, your kid may be doing some things, getting into some trouble, and more than likely they're not as bad as you think they That's are. That's right. Either. And it's the same, you know, you've heard the saying about, about parents that when when they mess up, they take all, the parents take all the blame. Oh, it's my fault. It's my fault. It's my fault. But then when they do something really good, you take way too much glory. Mm -hmm. Oh, I did that. You know, I did that. And neither of those is true. Yep. Neither of those is true. Okay, so. You can skip around if you want to. If you see one you like. Does that mean you want five too? No, 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 no. I don't care. Go. (laughs) Um, Okay, I I am going to jump to number six if you don't mind. Um, Make your home open an open door for for friends and two friends um I cannot remember but about three times in my teenagers lives both of them so far that I've said tonight's not a good night for friends to come over it's just it may be three um maybe you didn't feel good or somebody you know and never say I mean just do your very best it because there's only one little season for that to happen. If you're if your kids are proud enough to invite their friends over to your home, have your home be open. Yep. Go buy store bought cookies, something. Make it a place where they are feel, feel welcomed and that they can make themselves at home. Yep. Um, and don't worry about your furniture. That's right. <laughs> that's right. Because it's not going to be any good when they that's all right. leave anyway. <laughs> that's right. Um, so you know the other thing is you want them to feel have their friends feel welcome, but you also want them to spend time, want to spend time with you. Right. This is a hard one for a lot of people because teenagers get to a point where they just maybe don't want to be around mom or dad that much. We've been very fortunate. Our family is very, very close. And I think a big part of that is that we find really creative ways um, to spend as much time together as possible. And I think we talked about this a lot last week where we just said, you know, just like involve the whole family in everything and you know it's as much as possible yeah as much as possible but even even as crazy as our summers and stuff are I mean we're like today we went walking and we were talking about you know how are we gonna uh you know creatively as soon as as soon as my busy season ends uh here in a few weeks you know what are we going to do to get our family and the four of us to be able to be together and to, you know, creatively do that so that they're going to be like, oh, yeah, that's what I want to do. Right. I mean, we got we got boys that have girlfriends now and I mean, they got friends, they got other things that are they're doing. And so, you know, we got to be we got to be creative about how we can spend time together and want them to to be with us. But, right. Um, that one we've done it. We've done a pretty good job with yep. that, I think. Yep. Um, one of the next ones on the list is to be honest about your struggles and as a teenager. Um, I think that that one's really important. Um, I think that if you constantly say, and this is also can be for your marriage as well, you don't want to give 
your teenagers a an incorrect picture of what marriage is. Mm-hmm. Like it's okay to let them see you disagree and how you go about disagreeing and how you support each other and love each other through that. And that's the same thing um, with your, how you were as a teenager. Like it's okay to tell them that you messed up Mm -hmm. and it's okay um, to let them know that you aren't perfect and that you weren't a perfect teenager either. Um, Because I think so many times we set up these expectations and when they don't meet them, they feel like a failure Mm -hmm. when we, have when we had unmet expectations all the time when we were teenagers mm-hmm. as well like that's a life lesson yep. not just I mean we still do that now yeah so um just allow you know just tell them that you struggled with some of the same things and of course now I think struggles are harder sure. because of social media and you know phones all the time and access to um, so many things on the um, internet and things like that, it, it makes it harder. And so just saying that, yeah, I struggled too. Yep. Um, so everybody wants to probably know about discipline at this stage because you definitely have to, I mean, there's a lot of discipline that goes on, but it's different from when they were children. A lot of times when your child, when you're a child, t- infant, toddler, whatever, you know, and you're disciplining, disciplining, you can get away with the whole, I told you so, mm-hmm. you know, go to timeout, go to your room, whatever, you know, those kind of things. But this is the teaching stage. Mm-hmm. And so when you discipline, it's not, it, it needs to be a teaching moment and not condemnation. Yeah. You're not condemning them mm-hmm. uh, for something that they've done, but you're teaching them because right. it won't be long before they're out. Right. And then they're making their decisions on their That's own. Right. And so the way that you discipline needs to always go back to a teaching moment. Yeah. Um, I get another one where we talk about this is so good in your marriage as well. But when they decide to talk to you, because let's be honest, there's not many times where they're just like, let me tell you Mm -hmm. all of, you know, now with girls, yes, but especially with boys, they're not, they're not big talkers. And when they decide to talk, be present, Mm -hmm. like put your phone down, stop cooking dinner just be present and listening to what they have to say. You know, I think that that's actually one piece of advice that like everybody that has a child that's listening to this, they can go, okay, that's the one thing that I'm going to do different this mm-hmm. week. And that is as soon as when your child starts talking to you, a little light needs to go off in your head that says, this is the moment. Like, like I want them right. to, you know, I want them to feel like they can talk to me. So here I am. Right. And like, yes, stop doing yeah. whatever you're doing. If you're able to and, yeah. and fully engage. And, and that's the same thing with friends. When they ask, even if it's not a good night, you are, you know, a hard night. You think, nope, th- this yep. is, they're yep. asking. So we're going to say yes. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so one thing I kind of talked about and when we were talking about the marriage uh, part of it was it's okay to have high expectations, um, and high standards for your children because we all want that. But when they don't meet those, Mm -hmm. it doesn't need to defeat you Mm -hmm. or define you as a parent. That's right. That's right. Because they're going to fall short of the things that you're expecting Mm -hmm. of them because we Mm -hmm. all have unrealistic expectations of our children. And so when they don't meet those, um, you can't let it, you can't let it defeat you or affect your relationship with them. Yeah. Um, be a parent before being a friend. 
This one's hard at this stage. Gosh, it's hard at this stage. Um, Because everybody wants to be the cool parent. That's right. Everybody wants to be the cool parent. And you do transition into their friend. You're getting close. You're getting close, but But it ain't yet. It is not this stage. (laughs) Do not not make it this stage. It is not this stage. You cannot let go and give them free reign at this stage. You still are their parent. That's right. And that's the role God created for you is to be their parent mm-hmm. until a little bit longer. Yeah. So keep going. Keep, the, yeah, you can't keep, get this one mm-hmm. out of order. Nope. Um, I think that's that might be one of the most important things that, we, that we've said this whole time because I do think a lot of teenage parents fall in this trap. Mm-hmm. They want their child to be the most successful and the coolest and mm-hmm. they want them to you gotta like me so mm-hmm. I'll let you do these things or and they go into debt because you have to drive the best car yes. you know and they're giving them things not just material things but they're giving them things and and let allowing them to do things that they wish their parents had done right. or wish they wish that they had had when they were a kid and and you're missing it because it's you're being a friend instead of a parent mm-hmm. So the last one, and this will wrap it all up because here is a news flash for you. Your teenagers are going to make mistakes. <laughs> They're going to make a lot of mistakes. And the key word is love them. Mm-hmm. Or key words. Love them through all of their mistakes. That's right. And, you know, let them know that you're there for them, even in the midst of their mistakes. Right. You're not going to fix everything for them. You're not going to get them out of all of their consequences and the trouble that they may get themselves into. There are consequences, and that's fine for them to know that. But you're going to love them and walk with them and through it And you're going to trust God that he is going to use even their mistakes, their successes, and their failures to mold them into the person that God is creating them to be. And you have to trust God with that. That's right. I mean, our the whole reason this podcast exists is because of mistakes. That's right. In our marriage. And mm-hmm. so, um, you know, we we can we can take mistakes in our marriage and learn from them and grow from them and in the same way our children can take their mistakes and learn and grow from them so that's right all right well thanks for listening again to another season and uh another season another season oh of marriage i see what you did that i thought you were trying to say an episode i was like are we finishing a season no (laughs) sorry about that season of marriage No, thanks for listening. We hope that you got some insight on how to deal with those crazy teenagers. All right, till next time, we'll see you then. 